Stephanie Schaefer, and you're listening to the North Star Narrative, a podcast from North Star Academy. I want to thank you for joining us. I hope you're encouraged, challenged, and motivated by what you learned today. Enjoy the story. Hey, guys. So excited to hang out with Mr. Blake Weaver again, the president of NYX. Um, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the three previous podcasts, go back and check those out first, because this is actually the last one in the series of four. Today, we're going to talk about the third thing that Blake is excited about that's going to happen in 2023, and it's building better connection within the NYX network and all the opportunities that he and his leadership team see. And so we're going to dive deeper and get to hear a little bit about the exciting stuff that's happening there. So thank you, Blake, for joining us again. Yeah, Stephanie, thanks for having me. You've invited me all the way back to do the final episode. Uh, This has been a blast, by the way. And for those of you that have listened in, thanks for hanging in there that long. Um, I'm I'm really excited about this particular conversation today around better connecting the network. And we'll, we'll, we'll jump into that. But yeah, it's been a blast and and hopefully it's been somewhat beneficial to at least one or two people along the way. Oh yeah, I know. Anytime we can get more clarity and learn about leaders, it's it's great. And so let's learn a little bit more about you. It's time for question time again, since we oh, ended boy. last time. Here okay. we go. All right. I always get nervous about these, but go ahead. All right. What keeps you up at night? You know, um, the things that tend to keep me up at night revolve around relationships that are not right in my, in my life. So relational tension, maybe you just say it that way. God has wired me in in some way to just dwell upon that. Sometimes it's healthy, but it can also be quite unhealthy. Uh, But that for sure is what keeps me up more than anything else. Yeah. Um, What is your favorite self-care practice? Well, I mean, I look at self-care like me- there's mental self-care, there's physical self-care. Um, my, fa- my favorite thing is really more of like spiritual, men- mental, and um, I'm an early riser. So I, I am usually awake by e- anywhere um, by like 4 a.m. to yeah, I'm always up by 5 for sure. But I, I like to just read, I meditate, and I pray, and and I do that just about every morning. And if I don't do it, it negatively impacts mm-hmm. my day. So it, it is a routine, but it's more than that. It's it's crucial for me. Because mm-hmm. it's starting your day with the most important relationship there is. No doubt. No doubt. That's good. What are three tips for getting yourself to where you want to be in 10 years? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's probably 100 tips out there, but shooting off the cuff, um, you got to have a plan. You, you, you got so you got to have to like have a goal, right? Um, the, and then you got to ha- create practical steps or thresholds, maybe milestones to get there. And then you have to check in on your progress. Have a goal, create the milestones, check in on your progress, and not be afraid to scrap it. Like if if you have to pivot, pivot, but then create another plan. Mm. That's good. It's pretty deep. That's for starting off with these deep questions. No, it's good. What's the most boring thing ever? I have a hard time creating Excel spreadsheets. Really. But, but my wife would say it's probably the most exciting thing ever. So I just acknowledge that God has wired people in many different ways, but, um, I struggle with Excel. I think it's, 
boring. It's so helpful in needing. Yeah. I like looking at an Excel spreadsheet when it's completed, but I don't like creating it. Yeah. Getting the data from it, yeah. but not creating it. Yeah. Okay. Last question before we move on with the networking. Um, what is a life question that you haven't yet solved? Okay. You ready? Why is every single pigeon the exact same size? <laughs> Th- think about it. Have you ever seen a baby pigeon? No, <laughs> no, you haven't. I haven't either. I have no idea. Just that will <laughs> that will bog you down later on when you really think about it. All right. Yep. Listeners out there, we need someone to find the answer to that question and email. <laughs> email email us. me. Email <laughs> yeah. Stephanie. Help us figure it out. Email us. Okay. Yep. We'll have to go look at that. All right. So I just thank you for letting us be able to ask you some questions. Hopefully they've been fun. Helped us get to know you better. But yeah, I just thank you for your vulnerability, which we've talked about every episode. And um, it's fun to ask a question and see what the reaction's going to yeah, be. Yeah, no, I th- thanks for asking the questions and wanting to know. And it's, this, this whole process and series has been helpful, actually, in a lot of ways, because talking about these concepts, this is really cascading thoughts of vision for the organization. Like, where are we headed? How are we going to get there? And this has been a helpful process to articulate these things. And it's created some really cool conversations with the executive team. And I mean, even just you and I kind of um, brainstorming some of these topics together. So, yeah, it's been helpful yeah. for me just as much or more than it would be, be helpful for anyone else. So cool. Yeah. I always love, yeah, talking to everybody. Cool wisdom, little nuggets of wisdom that come out. So, all right, let's dive in. I would love to hear where you are thinking the next step is in building more connection in the network. Yeah, I like how you said that more connection because I, I what I'm going to talk about today is under the premise that we're already doing some really amazing things. We we fully acknowledge at the executive level and even field leadership level that we we've, we've got to continuously improve the network's connectedness. So, so it's really about deepening synergy. Um, and I, I've said it before on the podcast, but I, I believe it's true and worth stating again. So the network is comprised of 15 schools in 13 countries. Altogether, our network is like this soaking, sopping wet sponge. We've got to figure out a way to wring it, right? To get the, the intellectual capital available, visible, um, and really utilized and leveraged. So that's what excites me is I know it's out there. I firmly believe it. I've seen it. Every school visit I go on, you're within five minutes, you're like, this place is amazing. There's thought leadership happening here. There's best practices. How can we ensure that these things are happening across the network? And so we've got some work to do in this area. We've got also some uh, practical things that are already happening. Here's the perspective. I know I use the sponge uh, analogy, but let me That's say- That's a good mental picture of that. Yeah, but let me give you one more. Um, just this came to me this week. Um, again, not profound. It's just simple. So I love building uh, fires in my fireplace at home. So in, on our back patio of a uh, wood-burning fireplace. So you uh, you built you put the logs in, and then like you really want the flames. You want those flames, like instant gratification. But it never happens that way. What tends to happen is you build a bedrock of coals, and then those coals create the, the heat underneath. So the smoke comes first. 
and the smoke starts slowly and then the smoke will build. And then before too long, if you've got good coals in there, the smoke starts to get super thick and like flowing fast. When that happens, you know, the flames are coming. Absolutely. Those flames aren't coming unless you build that coal, that, that bedrock of coal. And so I think if I look at the network right now, we've got that really uh, fast flowing smoke, right? But I don't see the flames. It's not a roaring fire. That's what we desire. And I think that's what I'm seeing is going to happen, but it's not there yet. Yeah. There probably are some sparks and some flames maybe that come and go, but if you're going to fan Yeah, you got, yeah. And it, so I do want to acknowledge it's happening in some places and, and it's, and it was happening even before I came in. So I really want to sincerely acknowledge that there's been concerted efforts to do this in the past and we've seen some amazing things. And I think it's helped shape the network, right? Ideas from the field have helped mm-hmm. shape the network already. I would just love to see it kind of explode across the network. That's, that's my hope. Yeah. But I will say I was reading a Harvard business review on this whole concept of how do you manage a successful global team? And there's an author, she, she's also a professor at Harvard that wrote a white paper on this that I want to share a quote because it, it represents sort of just the reality that we face, like the challenge. Um, so Sadal Neely is her name, Sadal Neely. And she wrote this thing, this, this white paper called Global Teams That Work. So I see this and I'm like, I got, I got to read that. And this is what she says. Physical separation and cultural differences can create social distance or a lack of emotional connection that leads to misunderstandings and mistrust. And I think that's the natural dynamic that we face having schools that are so spread out across the world. So it's not, it, it, it's not like this intentional weakness that we've just like somehow created because of bad past, you know, poor leadership or of terrible structure. I don't really think it's any of that. I think it's just a more of a natural dynamic that if we don't fight against, it'll just get more and more evident. So we've got to fight what, what I I read that quote and think it's really like we got to fight against the silo syndrome. Like, how do we fight against that? What excites me about this conversation, particularly with you, Stephanie, is that North Star has a digital community. Your students are spread out all over the place. I mean, they're online. But what impresses me about North Star, and I've told you this off the podcast uh, more than one time, is that um, if you dig into the North Star community, if you're exposed at any level, you can see that you and your team have done an exceptional job of building community. So, so fighting against the silo syndrome and bringing your community in to feel connected. I would be curious if you could unpack that a little bit. How have you broken down that barrier? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the North Star community for so many reasons. This is a huge reason because we do get to connect and I just praise God for technology. We're not scared of technology. We use it. We pray over it, that it'll keep us connected every day. So Teams is our main tool that we use for communication and connection. And the way we have it set up is in different school buildings. 
And so we've, we've got it set up just like a brick and mortar school, but online. So it's easy to wrap your mind around. Here's where I go for this. Here's where I go for that. Um, so we all, we have teams built up as, as school buildings and then channels within them for NSA Connect. So we have this cool option for students to come weekly, several times a week. We bring in outside speakers. We bring in mm. inside speakers where you can come and you hear about all kinds of topics, but you get to connect. And so that's just one example of when students connect. But every time we're in a meeting, whether it's our spiritual Ifis event or a chapel or career fair or college fair, there every continent is usually represented. There's students from so many different countries. And so in courses, whether it's our Enrich Virtual where you're meeting live or in our VRP where you're not meeting live, um, you still get to connect with other students and you find out about their cultures mm. because there's projects and assignments built in such a way that students share their cultural perspective. Wow. Let, let me let me ask you about that specifically because when as I hear you talk, I'm like, man, technology is such an amazing tool to bridge the gap. But how do you bridge the emotional gap? Where, do, where does the emotion come in and culture, <laughs> right, is such an emotional thing. And when when kids have to share that with one another and, and mm-hmm. then have to ask or yeah. inquire about someone else's culture, now you're getting the emotional connectedness. That is really interesting. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are maybe a couple of other ways that your students tend to engage emotionally? Or maybe North Star staff engages with parents emotionally. Mm-hmm. Well, we have so many things um, where we offer, but one thing that comes to my mind are the TCK and MK chats where the students come together, third culture kids, missionary kids come together with adult leadership, like our spiritual life director and others on staff, and they get to talk about their struggles Wow! live together, seeing each other. And then afterwards, they have opportunities to connect. So whether you're coming to a chapel or a career fair where you're learning about, you know, different speakers we bring in with all different types of careers live in person. You can, you meet people and then you connect, you know, after that. Yeah. And so there's ongoing connection. Just real quick, I'll tell you, we change our spiritual emphasis event up every fall and spring, but this spring I'm so excited because we're doing a world tour where we're bringing in um, families. We've got so many families that are doing incredible work around the globe. So we're highlighting them Wow! and we're going to, give opportunities for students to engage. When I walked into North Star, sort of cold turkey, trying to figure out what what is it that you guys really do? Obviously, I know that you're an excellent online school, but I was curious about the community piece. Do they get it right? Do they actually connect? Boy, it, it was like profound how deeply connected you were and built community where people really feel a part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, for us, when I traveled to Nick's schools, and talk to the staff and, and they, it is, it is, it comes up every single day that I'm on campus of another school. Like we have such an amazing network, our, our mission, our purpose, we're fired up about it. How can we better connect with maybe a third grade teacher? I'm a third grade teacher in Indonesia. How can I connect with the third grade teacher in, in West Nairobi, um, at the West Nairobi school across the world? And I started to think about that. Like, why do they want it? Why, why is it important to connect? And it's really because we're on mission together. We, we know that we're trying to accomplish the same thing. And it looks so similar across the world, yet so different. And I think there's this unique opportunity for us to mm-hmm. really um, bring our team together digitally 
to get that exposure, that visibility um, in, in ways that we're not mm-hmm. currently doing. You learn from one another. You challenge from one another. You become better by doing that. It very, that's very interesting. Um, yeah. So thanks for sharing about how North Star is doing it. I, I look at North Star as such a bright spot from the network. Like you guys got this figured out. And I think, and I know that as a network, we can leverage some of those best practices uh, to really connect the network. Um, that's exciting to explore together. We don't have it completely figured out. We know um, a lot of people think online is deficient. I think it's not deficient. It's not less than. It's just different. But we realize I'm so excited because we're even having conversations. And to me, this plays into the network because yeah. if we're going to build some cohorts, some different things yep. virtually, we've got to learn how to do that well to get comfortable. And so even now among our team that's been with each other for years and years, there still can be that uncomfortableness when someone's staring at you, you're talking and all these other people are staring at you online, (laughs) you know? And so, or if you're coming into a meeting, you know, different times and you get in and there's already a conversation going, what would you do? Because in a brick and mortar school, you would just gravitate to to someone else in the room, but you're just there. And so there's, there are these things, but let's press in together and, and figure that out. You use the word deficient, like online is deficient. I have been of the school of thought up until, gosh, the past probably 18, 24 months that online is not relational. And that's what you're challenging right now. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's so true. Like it actually can be just as much or more so relational because it forces you, <laughs> especially on Zoom, uh, where you have to be like, you got to look that person in the camera and actually interact with them. And it's easy to hide in a room full of people. When you're physically there, yeah. no hiding behind the camera. No. Yeah. Even though sometimes you feel like you want to, you want to engage that Zoom call with your video camera off. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so there are uh, a couple of ways, exciting ways within the network, things that we've got going on and, and that we're trying out. So I'll mention a couple of these things to you and, uh, and get your feedback because you like, you guys are doing it really well. Um, we aren't doing, we're not scaling our efforts that well across the network, but here's a couple of areas of opportunity. Number one is, so we have, you know, I think about connecting the networks with the global team. Well, that's it's 13 countries. You know, we have schools in Asia, South America, North America, Europe. One of the ways we're trying to accomplish better connectedness is to think about, uh, our schools, uh, regionally. So, you think about it, like similar time zones, closer proximity. You know, if, if you do want to have like a regional conference or a weekend getaway with other teachers from other Nick schools, you can do that sometimes just easier, more practically if you do, if you do it regionally. And I think we've, we've put some thought to that in the past, but never really done anything with it because we've maybe looked at the higher question, which would be how do we connect the entire network? Maybe. Just maybe we got to connect schools regionally before we can connect them globally. So that is an area of opportunity that we're exploring. Um, another thing is kind of practical, but we just launched Google Spaces for job alike groups. So it just gives you a central place to share, you know, digital files or thoughts, ideas. Um, and we're, we're rolling that out as we speak. We have previously tried like social media groups like Facebook groups. And it was interesting. That experiment was interesting. Some places it took off like crazy and some places it just didn't. And it was mainly with student and teacher alumni. 
not a bad thought. It just didn't get the the ultimate traction that we needed. So we've tried things and crashed and burned, but we're not going to stop mm-hmm. trying. And then one thing that I love, and you're actually a part of this already, is just a simple WhatsApp group with uh, field leaders that are around the world. And that's cool because you can share like pictures of a, mm-hmm. of a party at work or you know, family picture or maybe ask for prayer requests, ask for prayer requests or pose a, a question that you're struggling with. And um, I'm a part of that group and it's fun to see our team interact. And that's what I'm saying. Like that smoke is, is there. And, and these things, there's, there's participation in these activities, but it just hasn't totally caught fire yet. Curious. Any other thoughts that you might have about maybe a best practice North Star has or something that you said, you know, I've been a part of this network for a long time and I wish, I wish we could do this thing. Well, I mean, what comes to my mind is just that North Star does have the platform. So you talk about regionally um, in person and there is something being in person. There's something that can't be replaced online, but we can't always be in person. Right. And so maybe you're developing the regional in person meets because that's what you were talking about right in person but you could do the foundational work virtually um before you even get to those in persons but so much work i just wanted to say again like students do not lose relationship with teachers yeah um if anything it's more because you have those one-on-one at north star with teachers and then you have the group settings if you choose to be in the live courses but a lot more can happen when you're face-to-face um having those you know required one-on-one meetings but I just think we do have so much to offer. Let's get all the third grade teachers together. Yeah. Let's get all the principals together. Stephanie, I, I like what you said about organizing with technology, like like leveraging technology as a tool, even North Star as a platform. It, this really relates back to the previous podcast. Podcast three in this series was about leadership development. You can, you can through a leadership development initiative or strategy, that is being carried out on a digital platform allows our leadership to better engage across the network. So it's really linked. These two initiatives, leadership development, better connectedness to the network, technology can help us accomplish both simultaneously. That's what is so exciting to me is that the technology is out there. We have it within the network. We've got the platform. We just have to organize the Mm -hmm. strategy and integrate it. Yeah. And we, I mean, we have the platform because I'm just thinking now the mentoring, discipling, you know, coming alongside the emerging leaders. I mean, if you've got that platform built, it can be a course, but inside the course, just like our teachers engage with our students through video, through Flipgrid, through Padlet, through uh, feedback, writing discussion boards, having, I mean, there's all this extra discussion, you know, WhatsApp's great, but you can only have so much. That's right. But if you're learning inside this platform yes. and then you're discussing together yes. as a group, or you have the side conversations with the mentor and the mentee, yep. I mean, it, it's just, un, it's really unlimited. There there are companies out there I'm very familiar with that do this full time. They sell this software as a service. It's all about leadership development. I've used one in the past called WildSpark and they crush it with this particular thing. But what it really excites me is that I think it's possible for us to produce this internally. We've got every, all the variables in place. So as I think about 2023 and I think about just kind of concluding this podcast and the series in general, um, I, I can see this year being a year of traction 
for us. I'll use that word. So we've, we've charted the course. We've set the, the direction that we want to go. We're going to allow our field leaders to help shape the actual activities that help accomplish the initiatives, which support the overall direction. And, and I think we're going to gain traction this year. Mm-hmm. We're not, this is just a disclaimer for everybody listening. We're not going to accomplish everything in 2023, but we're going to get really far down the road. That's my hope. Mm. And it excites me. I think ultimately all of these things are going to help us accomplish our mission and our purpose better. And we're going to, we're going to reach more kids for Christ through international Christian education. And it takes a giant team to do that well. I couldn't be more excited about our team. Yeah. We've got big plans and like really important work ahead. And sometimes I, I just, I'm, I'm so driven. I want to see it all be accomplished within a time frame that I set out. So this is a one year plan. Let's go get it. I'm going to be very happy this year with the traction that I, that I've really believed is going to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super excited. This podcast has been great. We started out with a T word transition and we're leaving it with traction. I love that. Yeah. Transition to traction. Yep. And we're going to be tracking. Let's do it. All of us together. Let's do it. Thank you so much for just laying this out for us so clearly. Yeah. Thanks for the invitation, Stephanie. I love it. And look forward to circling back on these topics later. Definitely. Thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions for our guest or would like information about North Star, please email us at podcast at nsa.school. We love having guests on our show and getting to hear their stories. If you have anyone in mind that you think would be a great guest to feature, please email us and let us know. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming stories.